This bonfire side chat appendix is brought to you by Nicholas Delian. Thanks, appendix. Nicholas. <laughs> Just his appendix yeah. brings it to us. Who says it's vestigial? Yeah, not when it comes to Nicholas Delian. No. Um, and the reason his appendix got to work out by <laughs> whatever it does <laughs> um, by donating to our Patreon campaign at patreon.com forward slash duckfeed TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, chances are he got a pretty cool reward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and you can a- too. Yeah, and you can too. And uh, that also supports all of our endeavors here in creating uh, content for you. Yeah, so that's uh, patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat Appendix, an undead second favorite. And this week we are reading responses to Iron Keep and Belfry Soul. Uh, Bob was not able to uh, join us, but uh, we still thank him tremendously for contributing to the main uh, body episode. Absolutely. Yeah. Good buddy of ours. Yeah. Check him out on Retronauts and at US Gamer. Mm-hmm. And at Bob Servo on Twitter. Yeah, um, yeah we've been recording for a while, so we're going to get jump right in. Um, Robin Gilmore says via Facebook, um, this is our follow-up section our, our tiny beings errata um robin gilmore says about accents dudes i just listened to the earth and i don't know why i thought he's gonna say it like that dudes you gotta think about what you're gonna do after high school um dudes i just listened to the earth and peak episode gilligan clearly has an irish accent not scottish it's three exclamation points there i didn't quite say it with three um i'm not an expert on these things but his accent sounds more southern irish to me more dublin than belfast yes I will. I will admit to possibly being wrong on that. I'll admit to. I'm. I'm 100 sure I was wrong about that. I'm. I apologize. I'm just. It's. It is a, a detriment to my character that I have some American elitism where I don't know accents from around the world. Yeah. So it's not something I'm proud of. I'm not. You know, just fuck it. Like I'll just dog over a one. <laughs> like it just. It's just ignorance that I am yeah. not proud of. Yeah. But that's what it, it is. It, it. It is a brogue, and sometimes we yeah. get our brogues mixed up. And on the subject of that, it's probably worth noting, like, what the fuck is up with pressing one for English? And it's, like, I'm kidding. I hate that shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Guys, me nuts. That's a problem, huh? That's what you're going to focus on? Moms of Facebook? Um, Moms of Facebook. Stepdads of Facebook? That's, that's, your, that's your issue right now? That's the burning that's, issue? That's the hill you're going to die on, huh? Um, assholes. A shitty hill. Yeah. yeah. So John Manshaft. Um, it says via the comment, um, did you know you can comment on our episodes? Just go to duckfeed.tv slash BSC slash whatever the episode number is. And there is a post there. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. we pull, uh, um, responses from that. And also if you say something directly and I, I don't always see those. So I always feel bad. Like there are like ways I'm like, Oh, I would engage this, but it's like six months old. Mm-hmm. Um, when I kind of go back and look through it. So if it's something that demands attention or it's a question, um, the contact or the Facebook page is probably a more lively spot. Yeah. If, uh, if we miss your, your comment or don't respond to it, it's not because we don't care. Right. Right. Uh, but John Manshaft, uh, writes in saying, uh, when you were talking about how some enemies first appear in Harvest Valley slash Earth and Peak and then later appear elsewhere and how it seems more gamey because there doesn't seem to be a lore based reason for them to be in, uh, one of the two locations, I had an idea. 
In an earlier episode, you mentioned that one player had suggested that the reason that the transitions between the areas in Dark Souls 2 are so short is because the, ga- is because the game is trying to approximate the player character's demented state of mind, e.g. losing sense of time and place. As well, you've often spoken about how timey-wimey and spacey-wacy the world of Dark Souls 2 is. You've also pointed out how NPCs se- uh, seem to consistently lose their memories and or have memory issues, e.g. Uh, disordering their chronology. So I think the misplacement of enemies might be a symptom of this motif. In other words, the enemies that show up in Earthen Peak and Harvest Valley that show up elsewhere in the game might be showing up elsewhere precisely because it doesn't make sense for them to be there, thus adding to the disorderly nature of the land. Hmm, that's very interesting. Yeah. Like the idea that your character is just like seeing things that he already saw and, and kind of, you know, miss, you know, his version of reality. Yeah. That he's saying he's all sucker punching this shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, yeah. What's his name? What's that director's name? Zach something. Zach uh, Snyder. Zach Snyder. Zach, let's make this all look like a video game. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, no. I like the idea of an unreliable protagonist. Um, that that kind of feels like the the last resort a little bit. Like we, you know, we we defer to spacey wacy and timey wimey a lot uh, when there is no better explanation. But honestly, there is no better explanation for the grave wardens being there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool idea. Yeah. Like it, it's fun to throw that idea out there. Mm-hmm. In either case. Yeah. Um, so good yeah. job connecting the dots. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. The um, so here's our our gate for this episode. We had an elevator <laughs> gate in the main episode, and our our gate for the episode previous was a strangement gate. Because um, a couple of people wrote in to clarify that uh, Lenegrast and uh, Cloan actually are aware of each other when they go back to um, Majula. Um, really, what we were kind of trying to get at is it's weird that they never like you know just walk over and say hi, <laughs> or just like outright acknowledge. Like it does seem to have a very muted impact. Yeah. But uh, we didn't mean to say, and if we did say, you know, I apologize for for that, mm-hmm. straight up say like, oh, they never actually, you know, their dialogue doesn't change. Mm-hmm. It's more just it doesn't seem like it has very much effect. Right, right. Like you would expect it to, you would expect Loan to say, oh my gosh, my dad, he's so overbearing, blah, blah, blah. Like to make a comment on the dynamic of their relationship. Right. Right, right. And as we mentioned in the episode, I think it could be just a relationship or a, a part of their, their heads getting all... You yeah, know, holy yeah. woolly, which, um, which again might be more powerful because that is fucking tragic. Like, yeah, d- dementia is a thing to be afraid of in this world. And... Oh, absolutely, and in any world, like, <laughs> yeah. it, like it very well could be like an Alzheimer's kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, like no, uh, but, having a. Yeah. Which, well, yeah, which is which is exactly what I was trying to say. Like, oh, when you said this world, my, yeah, 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 in in ours, Gary, there there's a difference. Yes, not to a true gamer. <laughs> not to um, God. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, do you know what you're doing to me? (laughs) What you're doing to this show? Yep. True gamers only. (laughs) MLG. Yeah. 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 So thank you, everybody, who wrote in about that and uh, helped clarify. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Really Uh, appreciate it. So our buddy Illusory Wall, uh, the person who is doing God's work of taking data dumps Mm -hmm. from these various games. (laughs) What? That pause made it sound like a... Like a verb, like <laughs> taking data dumps. Yeah, it made it sound like he was just shitting out ones and zeros. Like, had <laughs> to be crass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not to be, <laughs> not to be crass, but yeah. it just made it sound like ones and zeros were coming out of his butthole. Definitely into a to toilet. be crass. Yeah. <laughs> no, onto his excellent blog where he details a bunch of this stuff. Yes. Yeah. Um, so he wrote in via a comment form uh, because we were grousing about the wikis uh, before. Uh, I was also also surprised at how much dialogue was still missing from the wiki. I'm in the process of going back and making sure all of their dialogues are complete. By coincidence, I recently added Gilligan's dialogue. Unfortunately, I did it about a week too late for it to be of use to your episode. 
Uh, regarding links to YouTube videos on Wikidot, they're only meant to be temporary. I asked one of their admins about this a while back and uh, when, when I was doing cleanup. The idea is that YouTube links can be acceptable until the pages have enough information so that the link can be considered unnecessary or redundant. The intention is to have most links removed uh, in the end. Any page that's already completed and has a YouTube link added afterwards uh, is something that's supposed to be removed. So uh, for those of you who don't remember, I specifically was grousing about um, how all the wikis seem to be eschewing uh, written lists, which you could actually, uh, you know, scan in a quick fashion and uh, in favor of links to people's YouTube videos about their walkthrough trying to juice their uh, their uh, their ad revenue, uh, which it's it's cool that at least on the wiki.wiki, which is the one I vastly prefer, mm -hmm. um, that is on the way out. So thank you yeah. for, uh, for for shedding some light on that. Yeah. And just as a like keep the hype train moving. Um, you know, it'd be a fine time to announce it. Um, so after Drenlick, we talked about doing special episodes. Um, we're going to have illusory wall on the show. Yeah. At some point, um, and do an episode or maybe just an appendix episode. It might, they probably won't have a appendix to it, but a one week where we talk about, uh, Dana mining the game because he's just doing amazing work. Yeah. And, uh, there's something about this game that, you know, uh, Hellkite Drake does a lot on YouTube as well. Um, just finding all of the hidden and weird stuff that is in here. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I'm very excited to, to talk yeah. to him. A great deal of like the holy shit, I never knew that about that game has come from Illusory Wall. Yeah, absolutely. So he is he is uh, the patron saint of hidden content. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're looking forward to having him on the show. We don't know exactly when. Yeah, but. yeah, we're still we're still solidifying that, but uh, we're going to start trickling out those special episodes uh, mm -hmm. to kindle the bonfire. Indeed, tell Bloodborne. <laughs> um, so responses about this area. Uh, Paul Mum says via Facebook, um, you guys have already made a few mentions of Dark Souls 2's relative spacey wastiness, and the Iron Keep is probably the most egregious example. Unlike the transition from Ajula to Hade, in which you see one location from the other, albeit as a skybox and not real Dark Souls 1 style geometry, the transition from between Earth and Peak to Iron Keep makes mega sense. <laughs> um, an elevator takes you from the top of a blighted windmill up to the bottom of a seething caldera. While I agree that a lot of the spatial shenanigans of the game are intentional, this one feels like the developers were forced to relocate, relocate an area as a concession to gameplay or development time. I don't usually go for trying to guess the developer's original intentions, but I think there's a pretty clear evidence, there is pretty clear evidence that the Iron Keep was originally meant to be accessed beneath the fort in the fallen, forest fallen giants. Uh, firstly, several sources tell us that the Iron Keep sank into the earth due to the old Iron King's avarice, a pretty clear signal that we should be entering it from above, not below. Secondly, the ironclad turtle knights are only found in two locations, the fort and the iron keep. While the grave wardens taught me not to invest too much significance in enemy placement, their descriptions on their armor set support this theory. The iron keep ironclads are said to be minions forged by the old iron king, and the fort's ironclads are said to have mysteriously emerged from Castle Drenglake to reinforce Vendrick's men at the fort. Vendrick having access to turtle bros makes a lot more sense if one of his forts sits on top of a turtle bro factory. Uh, thirdly, uh, is the key of, to the foyer of the Iron Keep that inexplic inexplicably opens the fort's fiery sublevels. The flaming pit below the fort would be suspicion enough even without this connection. It's a dead end offering little reward for overcoming some of the game's toughest monsters. It seems more than likely to me that this key was originally meant to be found elsewhere, and the salamander party beneath the fort was, were originally the entryway to the Iron Keep. Yeah. Yeah, I've read that. I buy that, and I've read it um, a couple other places as well. Um, but I think that is I think that is the case. Yeah. So. Yeah, but uh, regardless, that is a very well written case, and I am I am totally convinced. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if if you are hesitant to guess what the developers' original intentions were, that's what we're for. Because <laughs> because we'll stick our foot in our mouth and say shit like that. Yeah, yeah. We'll so. take the heat. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Huh. So, um, yeah, very uh, very very well put. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Dylan McCollum via Facebook says, I love the approach to the Iron Cape, but once you get through the doors, it's kind of a bummer. What I'd hoped uh, would be a speed metal tribute to Anne Orlando turned into mostly a collection of massive, empty rooms and narrow hallways. Sure, a lot of Anne Orlando, Anne Orlando is also that, but its massive rooms and hallways are beautifully decorated. Whereas a lot of the Iron Keep, sans the Smelter Demon Room and the lovely abode of Magarold, uh, feels kind of bland. I know From can design cool castles, so it makes me sad that that uh, that I despise having to go through the Iron Keep, a place that should be skeleton lords levels of badass. Uh, get these annoying ninja fellows out of my way and show me King Balrog's kicking rad throne. Dang it! Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I still think that the only like. The, the castle, like Drang Lake and then, um, also parts of the castle, uh, in Balteria, like those are actually castles. And the only thing that I can, you know, justify that is that we're in places that are not meant to be, you know, floor yeah. space. Yeah. Like all of that stuff exists. It's just subsumed by lava, especially as the, if the lava is as deep as it seems when you're fighting old Iron King. Yeah. You know, um, I could see this being like a very Spartan society. Like if if it is as militaristic as you know as it is, if their if if their idea of decoration is lining the walls with iron, maybe they yeah. wouldn't have the tapestries and such. Um, you know yeah. that the city of the sun would have. Um, right. So that, that, that that is my only justification uh, for the way this place looks, even if we are in habitable areas. Yeah, it's it's probably a combination of of maybe both of those things. Yeah. So somewhere that. Perhaps the truth is somewhere in the middle. Um, <laughs> Why it would have been awesome it? to see see the the throne room though. Yeah, it would have. Man, yeah, throne rooms are a real like they they set them up as a real disappointment in this game. Um, I you know I'm I'm telling you man yeah. like that uh, throne room is cool. Yeah. Cool stuff happens there. Yeah, um, uh, on the, the second go around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just doesn't happen yet, but it's. Yeah. That's an amazing fight. Mm-hmm. Um, John says via contact. Um, I have two minds about the Iron Keep. I enjoyed the layout of the area and the obviously planned fights. However, as a mostly melee guy, I didn't care for these bosses. I understand Smelter has great defense, but if I want uh, to end the fight before the heat death of the universe as a boxer, I have to summon. Also, this was the site of one of my greatest gaming shames. Somehow, on my third playthrough, I forgot how to jump. I proceeded to clumsily roll into the lava an ungodly number of times, more than 20. Um, eventually, <laughs> I got the timing down again, but for a while, I was so ashamed. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's a real problem in games, where they give you an ability, but they don't make you use it for a long stretch of time. And when they yeah. expect you to use it, uh, you forget it. The same thing happened to me in, um, oh gosh, Arkham City, with the oh, lo- yeah. with a line launcher. Yeah. There's a place in the sewers where it's required, and um, I spent probably about maybe a half hour <laughs> trying to uh, uh, unsuccessfully navigate that area. That is apropos of nothing. However, I don't blame you, and I don't think you should be ashamed of forgetting to jump. You, uh, if you want to really throw yourself for a loop, play uh, some Dark Souls One. Mm-hmm. Like I played like a you know half hour of Dark Souls One just for for teenage kicks, mm-hmm. and uh, not pressing L three to jump throws me <laughs> off so fucking much. Like I didn't make one jump that yeah. I needed to make. <laughs> so. Um, Steve writes in via the contact form, My first playthrough of Dark Souls 2 was as a dex build, uh, since that was my favorite build from Dark Souls 1. It wasn't until I got to the Iron Keep that I realized what a terrible mistake I'd made. The lack of decent dex weapons and having to pump a ton of points into adaptability had left me with a fairly useless character. Then I met my good friend the Smelter Demon. Oh boy, the fun we'd have together. 
By about the 30th time I attempted to fight him, I was seriously considering a respec. But since I'm far too stubborn for that shit, I soldiered on. By the time I finally beat him, I was an unstoppable demon-killing machine. I could really feel the sense of, uh, of having trained for so long that I knew my enemy better than he knew himself. It's one of the most satisfying victories I've ever had, and a, and a reminder that Dark Souls is all about the three Ps. Practice, patience, and praising that mother-flippin' son. Mm. I love all of our commenters pulling their punches on their swears. We had a dang it, we have mother flipping. Yeah. It's quaint. Do more of that, it is. please. <laughs> it's very quaint. <laughs> Link will be gone. <laughs> yeah. Old Ash Lake will be gone. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's a that that is a postcard or a t shirt. Yeah. That's pretty good. I still think May I P Senpai is needs. <laughs> no, 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 it's it, I have it on a card right here because okay. I, because I have my T-shirt guard pile. Senpai yeah. restrict my P is the <laughs> Senpai restrict my P. <laughs> so I've got a, I've got a sketch of that. Uh, yeah. Now that that one that's in the extra zone, I think that hasn't come out yet <laughs> for Watch Out Fireballs, but that is very funny to no, me. It has come out. Oh, it has. It's in the main. Episode? No, no. I mean, oh, by, by the, the time, time this, this has, yeah. yeah, yeah, but not by the. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, uh, uh, I don't. We didn't talk about it very much when we talked about the Smelter Demon. But other than the fact that he does consistent fire damage, I don't think he's strictly speaking unfair. Mm-hmm. He's just hard. Yeah, it's a dual boss, except yeah. uh, he has a couple of wrinkles to him. I think the big, like the biggest problem that I have is uh, he doesn't telegraph enough. Even though he does mm. telegraph a fair bit, um, he he will switch from different effective, um, like I guess, damage ranges. Um, mm-hmm. in, in a way that kind of like throws me off and he doesn't really establish a pattern uh, as far as I can tell. So uh, what, what usually ends up burning me is uh, trying to um, adapt to uh, maybe reacting to his uh, his area of effect and then him just slamming the sword down on me. Yeah. Yeah. It's also um, a real like role mastery mm-hmm. test. Like you don't want to be blocking him pretty much ever yeah. because you know for the first quarter of the fight you can block him. But after that, you're going to take a lot of damage when you do. Yeah. So um, Gordon says via contact. Um, hell yeah, I'll talk about the Magna Mansion. Um, there are a lot of little bits in that area that I like. Anywhere with this much magma is gorgeous as a rule. And the entire idea of a heavy-ass castle sinking into the very earth is fantastic. Opening up the furnace door and getting blasted was brilliantly thematically appropriate. Uh, dunking people into the lava never got old. And luring turtle knights into flame traps and just tanking while they got toasted is a great way to use my traps or use the traps to my advantage. It's a shame the level ends uh, just as it starts to get into its stride, because I would have loved to have another set of rooms of explorable traps and lava vistas. Speaking of which, the view from the window at that start, I can see why the NPC NPC hangs out there. The weakness of this area has been gone over at length, thanks to the Dark Souls 2 community bringing up the jump from the earthen peak as the number one reason why it's worse than that one video game Hitler made. The place doesn't gel together as a real castle, and not in any way that can be excused or explained by the meta theme of forgetting an amnesia. (laughs) He read the comments from before. Um, Also, the old Iron King was like an anemic version of the Ceaseless Discharge, and his flame breath graphics look like absolute ass. That tiny hole in his area was the deadliest thing about the boss fight, but enough about that. Overall, a B-plus area due to some very strong ideas, but with slightly sloppy execution. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. Did the flames look like ass? I've never... They look like particle effects in a video game. I don't know that any game has really done fire all that great. Yeah. You know? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't look like fire very often. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it looks like, you know, transparent sprites that are overlaid to give the, the, the illusion of depth. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it, re- it reads as fire from a gameplay perspective. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. 
Yeah, I like that. The, 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 the worse than that one video game that Hitler made. We could like yeah. if, if we weren't if we hadn't been recording for so long, we could probably get a lot of comedy out of that. So let's just put a sign up there and just like <laughs> yeah. imagine we we riffed for about seven minutes about uh, you know. Minecraft. 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 I was gonna ding, say ding ding ding. <laughs> my, my, my Minecopter. I don't know. Oh, that that, that's good. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm an, I'm sticking with Minecraft. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Sorry. I can picture that as a poster too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, huh. Yeah. Yeah, we're an IP factory here. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, we here at DuckFeed, we're about ideas, we're about branding, messaging. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's uh, that, that, that all makes sense. I, You know, it, it is true. Like, it does just kind of abruptly end after you get to that trap room. I was, I was hoping that that would lead to more. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it still seems like a fairly sizable area. It does. But it's kind of not. Like, it seems like it, but it's dense. Yeah. Like, it just took me a long, like, the area is very challenging. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't take up that much real estate. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I was. I guess I was hoping for an area. Um, I guess outside of Amana, uh, which really is just a bunch of uh, drops, for an area where the geometry, where the where the kind of like architecture was more malevolent for the character. Yeah. Um, and you get a little bit of that here, especially with the narrow walkways. Um, but uh, you know, just longing for sends. Yeah. Yeah, sends is for lovers. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Uh, so Ian writes in via the contact. Magma Mansion. Probably the most video gamey of all Dark Souls 2 levels. Um, comparisons to, uh, to a Mario game are not entirely unjustified, but very enjoyable for all of its generic lava levelness. Uh, I'm ashamed to admit that the old Iron King slash Icarus Earth gave me as much trouble as anything else in the game. Not because he's particularly difficult, uh, because he's not, but because my brain and fingers kept rolling too soon whenever he attacked. And I'd die repeatedly in the worst possible way, knowing exactly what I'd done wrong. It, I was just rolling too soon. I'd go into the fight saying, roll later, roll later, and then watch in horror as I would press the dodge button at exactly the same point as I had the previous 12 times with, predictably, the same results. Uh, this was something about uh, the attacks that made me feel, on some level, uh, that I knew the perfect point to roll. But I was wrong. And I'd got locked into my wrongness so hard that I couldn't get out. Damn you, incorrect muscle memory. That's frustrating. That's like that, that really because he telegraphs so so much. Like I ran into that a little bit at the at the beginning of that fight, or my, yeah. of my run through it. Yeah, part of he just attacks slowly. Mm-hmm. You know, so you maybe think it's going to come a little bit quicker than it does. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of interesting that he doesn't have anything that preys on that. Yeah. Like it seems like a lot of bosses that move really slowly will have one or two like really quick unpredictable attacks, but he really doesn't do anything mm-hmm. quickly. Like he tired. He tired. So, like, <laughs> he weak. He, he weak. He tired. He sleepy. Gump ass motherfucker. Um, <laughs> um, Lucas says, by contact. Um, all right. This is my craziest theory in all of Dark Souls 2. What if uh, Magrold is uh, of Lanifer is actually Aldia? Oh, this is that thing I, I read. <laughs> I've read this somewhere. Yeah. Um, the only real connection between the two is the interest in dragons. Magrold is suspiciously excited over the petrified dragon egg. I think it might be possible that Aldia is for some reason in hiding and cannot retrieve it himself. And I find it odd that nothing else in the game references the land of Lanafir, uh, when it seems like most of the other places get multiple mentions. Uh, mostly just baseless speculation, but I find the idea interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's very similar. The other person thought it was like Aldia's soul. 
mm-hmm. that had transferred into like a, a man who like you know walked around with amnesia and then yeah. became Magrold. But this is the idea of him like purposely in hiding is interesting. Mm-hmm. That seems more plausible to me. Yeah, because it doesn't have soul switching. And, and it and it and it motivates it it, it motivates his uh, his desire for the for the egg. Right. But yeah. he doesn't explicitly like he does mention like a place far off to the east. Right. Like it's it's, you know, signposted a little bit that there oh there that there is something you're going to see a little bit later. Um, and it maybe motivates you to bring the egg back to him once you find it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if that was there, they didn't put in enough dots. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Um, but they would need uh, something like if they had just suggested somewhere else that Aldia was in hiding. Yeah. You know, like that would have been enough to make me think. Oh. Like, you know, more or less buy it. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, I'm going to be interested to uh, to get to that episode and talk about talk about that uh, that lore. Yeah, Aldia. Yeah. The, the keep and, and the like. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so Christian Bates Hardy writes in via Facebook, <clears throat> Dark Souls 2 is a game with a lot of great voice acting. Between the eternally cranky Sorcerer Strayed, Mr. Wheelandil, Mr. Wheelandil, sorry, a.k.a. Gavlin, the main man, um, and the surprisingly conversational severed head of Vengarl. The game offers a lot of quality voice acting uh, uh, that one can choose a favor from. My favorite, however, uh, is whoever did the voice of the dwarf that lets you into the Bellkeeper Covenant. Uh, there's just something about his, his enthusiastic raving of, La Prinza, she made me. She made me, yes. <laughs> that is nothing like it. I know. Like, that is some kind of dwarf voice for that. <laughs> I'm doing a munchkin. Um, yeah, I guess that is a munchkin. I knew I recognized it from something, but yeah. it's not. Home again, home again, jiggity jig. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so something about that deeply unsettles me um, and also makes me want to mimic his way of speaking, as I failed to do. <laughs> <laughs> unrelated to the awesome voice acting i don't uh know how sold you guys are on the theory that the princess of belfry luna is also the baneful queen but the presence of puppet mancy as a magical force at work in both the bellkeeper covenant and the earth and peak uh would seem to, to suggest to me anyway uh that this is the uh, that this is the case as does the location of the belfry soul and iron keep or connected to it uh we don't really know where uh aiken and ven are do we this is going way into speculation land here, uh, but perhaps it's possible that the Lost Bastille is located in the land of Ven, where the Belfry Luna is, and the land of Aiken, Alken, sorry, I'm saying Clay Aiken, aren't I? <laughs> the land of Alken uh, is where the Iron Keep was located before it flooded with liquid hot magma. Speculation City! Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know how convinced I am of the uh, of the Puppet Mancy being the, being the definite link between the two of them. Uh, just because that, that as we've mentioned, that is a, that is a theme that crops up. So it's you know it could be correlation as opposed to causation. But that said, I, I buy that theory as much as any. Um, you know because it makes more sense than Mitha and uh, um, Angie or whatever uh, the 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 Iron King being together. Just because the Iron King never you know there was no like romance to that story. As yeah. A, you know as opposed to you know anything related to the to, you know to the Bell Keepers. Um, and the bells themselves, which, you know, everything is saying like, oh, this has to do with love. Right. 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 Yeah. I don't I don't think that she she was married to the old Iron King. Um, yeah, that's it's an interesting idea. Um, and the and the fact that like these are kingdoms upon kingdoms um, is something that we didn't really talk about because we were talking about how people always want to connect these two areas. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're geographically next to each other, but they could also be thousands and thousands of years apart. Mm-hmm. You know, so the the princess is Belfry could have been built, you know, when that land was, mm-hmm. was something entirely different. Yeah. You know, because uh, there's no like poison theming or anything in, in the old Iron Keep. Like it's probably not 
Like that, that is the terminus, you know, of that area really. Yeah. Um, and maybe the Belfry soul was just past that, but, uh, they kind of stuck the old iron keep in there. Mm-hmm. So they're connected, but they don't necessarily need to be. And if they are connected geographically, yeah. You know, time can kind of explain away some of the differences. I mean, I would almost say, like, you know, if if we're going to attribute the actions in the Huntsman's Cops to uh, to the Iron King in his mm-hmm. reaction to the curse, they would almost have to be because I guess that's true. It, yeah. it would make no sense for the you know for for the Earth and Peak to be a thousand miles apart when you have it's, to. Yeah, you know. yeah, that, that's true. It's so weird though that there's not much in the Earth and Peak that references it. Yeah, you know, like the Earth and Peak doesn't really even reflect well, it as from, much. Like, like forced labor, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean. Yeah, like, like, but the put, cops was never like to meant to be put to use. It was like meant to torture them. Like it was, it was very specifically, you know, a different. Those are two different like thing use of the undead. Mm-hmm. It is weird. Like yeah, that that is strange. So maybe the the outlier is actually Earth and Peak. Yeah, like it was supposed to be Huntsman's cops going to, you know, going to Iron Keep. Mm-hmm. But Earth and Peak is actually the thing that's kind of sandwiched in yeah. uncomfortably. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Stuff to think about. I do not know. Yeah. Um, exactly. But worth uh, worth speculating. Yeah. Um, Tyler Culp says via Facebook, Ouch, that's hot. For real, though, Iron Keep is the culmination of Dark Souls, 2, uh, Dark Souls 2's incongruous uh, treasure design in comparison to the Soul series as a whole. Many of the items are placed for you to die or very nearly die. Demon Souls and Dark Souls were very fair about punishment, and the items, like everything else in the game, reflected that. They were a reward for studying the environment or experimenting with different routes while fighting off tough enemies and other dangers. Iron Keep uh, taunts you with items, then makes retrieving them a trial. Um, Iron Keep is either where Dark Souls 2 specific, uh, especially fails as the core point of a series or where it makes a new stance on it clear. Either way, I was not a fan. Um, I don't know if that, I don't, I don't necessarily think that's, that it's exactly fair. Like, you can get those things. You just have to pump up your fire resistance and find the water. Mm-hmm. You know, when you talk about, uh, careful study of your environment. Like, I think that's what they're trying to do with the water pots that are, mm-hmm. you know, everywhere. Yeah. I uh, can see there being some disappointment about waiting for the orange charred ring that never came. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I've never gotten those items. Like, it's just right. never been worth it to me. And I've yeah, died several I, times trying to get them. Yeah. I looked up what they were to see whether it was worth continuing to do it. But, like, I could get them if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not impossible. And that, like, you know, the water thing, like, that feels like it's... I mean, is it more... Is it worse item design to have, like, the item... the Having a hazard between you and the item and having something that can combat that hazard in the room or just having a ring that you can get that lets you bypass the hazard? Yeah. You know, like, I know he's not specifically just comparing lava mm-hmm. to each other. He might not be specifically saying, like, I wish there was an orange shard ring and saying that was better. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is it's like I don't necessarily think that feels like I think that they're hard to get and harder to get than a lot of items. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't feel particularly uh, unfair to me. Yeah. At least not like, you know, the, and it also doesn't feel like it's fa- failing at the core point of the series. Like we talked a little bit about the criticism of it being so hyperbolous. Mm-hmm. Like item placement isn't the core point of Dark Souls. Yeah. You know, like the like the the item uh, placement can reflect one of the one of the many like kind of core values of the series. But I would not say that that, that is like the point of the series. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I don't know. Even if we don't agree with you 100%, your uh, icon on Facebook is adorable. It's a cute little dinosaur. And I smile yeah. every time I see it. <laughs> yeah, well, we appreciate it regardless. Like, I don't mean that. Yeah. I'm not trying to say, like, oh, no, I don't. Was, I, don't. 
I wasn't even yeah. being like diminutive. I mean, and you know, for, 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 for as much as my, as my, as my rant in the previous, like in the main body of the episode, you know, may, may have made it sound like, I don't think anybody who disagrees with us about whether or not iron keep, you know, is, is a failing of the series is, is, is a child. That is the, 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 that, that is not the case. Um, you know, I just I just think that it is it is controversial and it's worth talking about regardless. And you present it in a very fair way here. So, yeah, yeah, it is it, like, as we said, it's fine to, to just dislike a thing. Yeah, that's not what we're, I'm, you know, anything we're taking issue with. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So let's round everything out with a PVP story from Zane via the contact forum. Iron Keep holds many memories for me, most of them on that first bridge over the troubled lava. Um, I had pumped up a character to an extreme level in hopes of clearing New Game Plus without dying. Wow. Um, I quickly learned, however, that Sin stays with you. <laughs> After narrowly <laughs> escaping several consecutive Arbiter Spirits in Hayes Tower, I decided to continue my attempt offline. Uh, the one time I forgot to start an offline mode was in Iron Keep. I managed to get a couple of nights uh, before I was invaded by an Arbiter. Uh, I had been doing so well, and I started to panic. Ignoring the rules of honorable combat, I ran away and healed at every opportunity. I realized that I couldn't beat this guy without help, but there were no white summon signs to be found. But there were plenty of red ones. I decided to test my luck. (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know what ran through my red friend's head when he saw a blue spirit already in combat but my gambit had paid off even the promise of an easy bounty of souls is no match for a red's natural hatred of blue sorry i ran out of breath (laughs) Uh, natural hatred for blue um i stepped back and watched them whittle each other down and when my champion had struck the final blow i congratulated him with a brand new knife right in the back that's great. <laughs> I quickly logged out and went <laughs> went back into on- offline mode, patting myself on the back for my well-earned victory. Unfortunately, in an effort to skip the smelter demon, I simultaneous- simultaneously fell prey to the weaknesses of this game's platforming and to a pool of lava. So it goes. Yep. That's <laughs> a good story. Yes, it is. Oh, picking up the pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, well, thanks, everybody. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah. If you um, if, if you wrote in for this episode and your uh, uh, response was not included, it was, uh, I assure you, solely for time purposes. Uh, I am holding on to all of these. I'm keeping a record of everybody. And, uh, Gary, we're pretty much decided that we're going to do, like, an all-feedback roundup, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll do, you know, especially depending on how much, you know, bonfire <laughs> kindling we need to do. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's very, uh, very possible that we'll do just a, a very long episode with everything we missed because yeah. they serve as kind of mini discussion prompts yeah. and stuff. We want to give you guys your due and also it, yeah. it you know, makes for good conversation <laughs> fodder. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you have any thoughts on Drain Lake Castle, there is still time to submit those. That is at duckfeed.tv slash contact mm-hmm. or our yeah. Facebook page. Yeah, absolutely. Which is uh, facebook.com forward slash bonfireside chat. Mm-hmm. Fun place to be. Yeah. Um, you should check it out. You should also check out our other shows in the network. Um, check out our Patreon campaign at patreon.com forward slash duckfeed TV. Mm-hmm. And uh, check out uh, ratings and reviews on iTunes. Yeah. And check out these deleted scenes. <laughs> did you see the gaming journalism protest? <laughs> like the yeah, Kansas? I did. Oh, great. Fun. That's so good. Yeah. <laughs> so look forward to that. If somebody throws like sheep's blood on you, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, be sure to let me know. Uh, that could be a feature in of it, in a, of itself, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Just, yeah, just, <laughs> the the shithead like, on the street interview. Like embed, yeah, embed yourself. Them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so guys, uh, hey guys, uh, I hate women too. Uh, yeah. What's going on? Yeah, what's up with Sarniki and 
lady, huh? <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> What's she really up to? Yeah, yeah. What <laughs> you guys? What I, do you think she's trying to do? I hear she's not really a gamer. what could she possibly do um yeah god this is yeah this is the worst man i i've been i i don't know it's been pure (laughs) 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 so i can't say it's been a while and i can't say it's been nope (laughs) i do it's been a while around my girlfriend and she has not Listen to the company bang bang in a while, so she has no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's 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 impossible. The thing is, not she also to. doesn't question it, so she could be thinking I'm having small seizures or something, <laughs> and not like <laughs> interested in my health. Wait, 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 wait a minute! I'm not a bang banger. Is that is that a comedy bang bang thing? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. saying it's I'm been sorry. A while? I'm sorry if yeah. you were under the impression it was a Gary original. <laughs> I mean, but. I thought it was a stained original. Yeah, <laughs> it is neither. Um, the thing is, I only do it around her because I know she will not question. If I did it in public, I know I would get like like people would like prompt me like, "Why did you say that? Why did you do they, that?" They do. Like I, I, I say it as a reflex, like all the time, and they, you know, and I love, if you do it more than once, you just get God damn it. Um, and then, uh, but my my boss at work um, literally was just like, "What? Why? Why were you thinking about that song?" Just, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm passionate about Chinese chickens. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think my my girlfriend does not know the It's Been a While song. Mm. So I, I can get away with it. She's just like, oh, that's a funny <laughs> voice to do. Yeah. Make, make sure she doesn't find out about the song. Yeah. <laughs> or see, yeah, like have her come in someday and be like, baby, I wrote you a song. <laughs> and then play that on an acoustic guitar. <laughs> it's. Did you know the that it's been... is that when I want her to leave? I guess like okay. <laughs> we'll just see how I've created this monstrosity. To be it's like, the just like oh, that, that, that's real good, baby. Um. <laughs> wait, wait a second. How can it have been a while since you stood on your own two feet again? Like you have yeah. seven tenses. I think that's like the past blue perfect. <laughs> God, diagram that. It's a nightmare. Good. It is going. It's going well. Doing fine. Just well? Yes. Oh, <laughs> medium say, well. Yes. <laughs> oh, um, man. It's kind of uh, rare, rare and bloody today for me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've seen some shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, actually, we've been. In, I've been enjoying one of the few days of summer that happened in the Bay Area, so uh, that's been nice. Yeah, you guys had a summer. Well, we have like maybe five days. Sorry, five days of summer spread out throughout three months. So, um, so whereas we get, and then and then we, like we get the five days of summer. Dave Foley, the five days. Yeah. They all visit. Yeah. They they have shorts on. They're ready to party. Yep. Dave Foley, Dave Thompson, um, Dave David Thompson. Spade, David Cross. Yeah, from Wendy's. Okay, Dave Thomas Dave. of Wendy's yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, it's both Dave Thomases. It's Dave Thomas, the, the Canadian for, comedian. Oh, the comedian yeah. and the uh, fast from Grace Under Fire and. Wendy's dad. <laughs> Wendy's. It's the new League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. <laughs> the Daves I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, that snuck up mm-hmm. on me. <laughs> yes, I, I've been enjoying the days and the Daves of summer at the same time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was about mm. to say we haven't had a summer because we really haven't for Cincinnati. But, like, it was, like, 90 degrees and thunderstorming out today. So oh, that, that, That's summer. I know, but it's not been as intense, which is nice. 
Yeah. But, um, I, I've, I've come to expect hell. And I've, those idiots who believe in global, global warming. I know. Where are they right? for this summer? <laughs> yeah. It's not hot outside. A bunch of overreactors, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Your opinion, and you backed it up because you read. <laughs> Business Week or what have you. That's People at Forbes, yeah, Forbes understand my feelings. So get, so get this. I'm screaming that on a corner and somebody walks up to me and tries to have a calm and measured conversation about the difference between weather and climate. Yeah. Hey, you know what? It was cold today, so therefore global warming never existed yeah, what a, ever. What an asshole that guy is. Yeah. I hope you socked him. I saw, I, I've, seen a, I've seen a snowman in like the past three years, so therefore there is no global warming. <laughs> yep. Okay. When do we turn into political cartoons? It, it, it's like a, it's like a really slow version of the ring. Like if you see a snowman, then yeah, I'm going to write the word debt on myself and then dump a bucket of ice water on my head, <laughs> and it, it will mean something to someone. I hope. Well, I, really, I know what it's going to mean. It's going to mean likes and follows. Yeah, that's. Oh yeah. I was thinking about yeah. how funny it would be in like three years to just bring that back and not bring up ALS at all. Like, just be like, hey, this is a cool, fun thing you can do. I challenge you to do it. And then you do this thing and then just see how many people just mimic it and how viral it gets without any kind of deeper meaning at all. Because it would. I, I don't think it's a big enough of a sacrifice, though, the ice water. I want it to be like slime or something, you know? It doesn't feel... It feels like also like a roundabout way to have a wet t-shirt contest without anyone really yeah, knowing. It's a bit uncomfortable, isn't it? Because I, I've seen videos with women in that I'm like, this is uncomfortable. Like, yep. This this feels salacious in some way. I know it's not intended to feel that way, but uh, you are dumping cold water over your t-shirt. So, what do you want me to think? <laughs> <laughs> just just say it. Say say it. Yeah. I, I yeah. like the idea of of just like putting fads in the incubator. So like tomorrow, I'm just gonna walk to the grocery store shirtless, but with soy bomb sprayed out, sprayed across my chest, <laughs> and then oh, and then yeah, plank yeah. it up. We really yeah. need to bring back soy bomb. I don't need to bring back soy bomb because he never yeah. left. Yeah, <laughs> I miss that guy. <laughs> he he can join the. I wonder if his name is Dave, and he can join the League of Extraordinary <laughs> Summer Daves. The five days of summer. Yeah. <laughs> we, we Mr. Soy Bomb was my father's name. <laughs> Um, Corn Sarnet. Yeah. Call me Dave Bomb. Yeah. Dave Bomb. <laughs> yeah. His name is Michael Portnoy, is his name. Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Noted oh. performance artist. Huh. Well, good job. Yeah. And wait a... That's one way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're all talking about him. Maybe he at least be somewhat successful. <laughs> it shows yeah. it's and working. We might be the only people in 2014 talking Soy Bomb, but. <laughs> yeah. This is a very special episode of Talking Soy Bomb with Gary Cole and Bob. Well, hey, you know, I saw him the other day. I think we might need to institute a hashtag of some sort, like remember the 90s or uh, classic MTV or something like that. I saw him laying across a bus bench and he had see you looked, you know, spray painted across his chest. (laughs) He's a bus bench ad now. Oh, yeah. Things are Hmm. looking up. Everything's coming up soy bomb. Everything is coming up soy bomb. I assumed after I saw him on my TV, he never he no longer existed. He just like faded away he was, after he, he walked was off a that stage. Effect. He was a prototype Tupac yeah. hologram. Yeah. <laughs> Based on the original soy bomb, the, the folk singer from the 40s. Yeah. <laughs> or that Sega game from the early 90s. Yes. The time-traveling soy bomb who goes back and fights cavemen. <laughs> or the Spanish concept of being a bomb. Who's that from? What? No, I, what? I am. I am bomb. Oh, like La Bamba. I am bomb. Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know that I probably should have just not said that. <laughs> Killed that one dead. Cool. 
<laughs> so do I have to buy the next round of drinks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cole Ross, bit killer. <laughs> And we all pray that we will have far more soon 